1: Good evening, folks. It's time for your Friday evening edition of It's News to Us, our daily podcast, taking a look at the day's top stories. And before we start talking about the day's top stories, this is Jeff Stapleton's last <laughs> appearance.
0: Last appearance, yes.
1: So did you did you ever think that when you and I came in, in together in, uh, you know, August and November of 2020 in the basement of... You mean the- 2000. Yeah, 2000. Sorry, good lord, yeah, 2000. Yeah. That's how long ago it was. Yes. Um, in, in the basement of the old building on Churchill, uh, that your last, um, basically recording that you were going to do would be a podcast <laughs> in March <laughs> of 2023 in a different building in the west end of Enrico.
0: Well, to be fair, we moved into this building maybe, um. A few months after we started. I mean, it was less than a year after right. I started and maybe a half year after you started. Yeah, it was spring of 2001. It was before nine eleven. I know that. Yes. And uh, we've been in this building ever since. But yeah, we both started on Churchill. That's uh, kind of amazing. Back. That was the last person
1: to leave Churchill. Um, I was, I was the person who was supposed to press the buttons. If there was a problem,
0: yeah. if there was a problem, yo, I'd solve, you, it. yo, you solved it. So did, was it a Saturday newscast that you had to do for VNN? No,
1: it was like a Tuesday. And my job was just in case oh, okay. VNN didn't cross over uh, that, for folks who are listening. VNN is the Virginia news network. Yeah. Um,
0: Sorry, it, which no longer other We listen. no longer operate,
1: but yes. um, my job was to take the newscast if the, if uh, it did not switch over. So, yeah. so but anyway, so that was just a trip down memory lane. So yep. I just wanted to do that for Jeff. But Jeff, again, like we said earlier in the week, is moving on to to better and further endeavors. And Jeff, I want to uh, say this on the podcast: thank you for everything yeah. you've done for the oh. last twenty three years, and especially the last year and a half. Yeah, Uh, I've been news director because you've been my right hand man. So thank you. I want to say that on the
0: podcast. No problem, and uh, it is um, fitting that I'm also right handed. So yes, yes, Yes. (laughs) but yes, I um, uh, with non consecutive years I've been here, but uh, they have been. I think if you add them all up together, because there was like a two year hiatus, I wasn't here. It's about twenty years.
1: We we forget the two year hiatus. We just mush them together. So anyway.
0: (laughs) So, that was a low ATIS. Yes. yes.
1: So, okay. Now that we've had the fun and frivolity, we'll move on to the top story. Um, a couple of years ago, and actually this was during the two-year high. Yes, imagined, it was. Um, Amazon announced they were building a second headquarters up in Northern Virginia. Well, yeah. Um, well, they're
0: still doing it. Yeah, um, they've got half of it done. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, you're right. Um, it was November of 2018 that they made the official announcement that you know Arlington would split time. Well, not split time, but kind of uh, share the HQ2 headquarters. Well, HQ and headquarters is redundant, but HQ2 with New York, and I think that's in the New York City area, right? Um, I, I I think it's actually in New York city itself, but I'm not positive. Okay. okay. But anyway, um, you know, uh, and they've got the phase, the first phase of this construction completed almost uh, some workers will start there in June, but there was a second more ambitious phase that they're going to have to delay. And that phase included two 23 story towers. Yeah. And, um, Kind of a helix, they call it, uh, which is very similar to what they have at Seattle's uh, headquarters of Amazon. Uh, And it's a more ambitious project, bigger, I think, than the one they've just completed. But they're going to have to delay that. There's no word on when that's going to start. The reason behind that is they've recently had some very deep job cuts at Amazon, as well as um, there's a tendency for... Uh, people these days, uh, uh, thanks to the pandemic, uh, to work from home. Yes. And they're trying to make the most efficient uh, use of office space as they possibly can. And maybe they're maybe looking again at whether two 23-story towers will be the most efficient use of that space.
1: Yep, understood. And this, for people who may remember, because there was a little bit of controversy slash joking about this, this is the area of Arlington. Um, basically it's crystal city they renamed it national landing um mm-hmm. and in fact there people were joking that uh, you know for for the amazon uh, speaker devices if you asked oh, if you asked where the headquarters were that weren't calling it crystal city they were calling it national landing almost immediately after the the uh, job announcement mm-hmm. um this is going to go, it's basically, it's for all
0: intents and purposes, Washington, D.C., but on the Virginia side of the river. Right. If you've ever been on, I think it's the Yellow Line Metro, and you get the Crystal City stop, it's right there, even though you're underground during that stop. But yeah. just north, I think, of the uh, Reagan National Airport. Yes. It's some, somewhere in that general, general area. Yeah. Basically, yeah. The, the Yellow
1: Blue, right near the Pentagon, not far yeah. from the Pentagon yep. at all. Mm-hmm. So yep. uh, think 395 if you're driving into the city. Right into right. Washington D.C. So, but uh, so,
0: yeah, there's no there's no timeline of when this second phase is going to start. They do say that uh, they still have a commitment to Northern Virginia, which is good to know at least for now. Um, but you know, I, I mean, the whole takeaway from all this is the business climate has changed since well, what- the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, people work from home a lot more often now. People right. don't
1: want to go into the office, um, and and, and right. you know, where business uh, downtown business space in any city was a premium. Right. It's it's it. You know, there's a lot of lot of vacancies because people are 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 working from home and and potentially working more efficiently from home. You know, right. there, are some, and- there are some jobs that that are much you know, it's much more necessary to go into the office, but a lot of people, I mean, let me be honest. I've been working from home for the last two months because of my knee injury. And while my job requires me to be in, you know, and when I'm looking forward to being back in the building, I do enjoy the fact that I can roll out of bed, not literally, but but get out of bed and already be at work as compared to having the 45 minute commute that I used to have.
0: Right. Exactly. And, uh, you know, um, yeah, yeah, it's just uh, it's it's a good thing you had your injury after you know the pandemic happened because yes. if it happened before the pandemic, I'm not sure we could accommodate you that way. But right. perhaps they would have come up with a way to do that.
1: Right. But again, so but but a lot of places, Amazon, for example,
0: yeah, it d- doesn't make sense for people to come into the office. So and you know, revealing more of where I'm going, the the place where I'm going to has an office downtown that's like nine stories downtown Richmond. They also have plans for a 26 story building right next door. Um, you know, people ask me all the time when I'm going to this new job, do they give you the option of working from home right now? They give you the option of working one day a week from home. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if, um, I mean, there's probably still going to, they're, they're, as far as we know, they're going with plans for the tower, the broken ground. So, yeah. but it, it just, you know, and they made this annou- announcement during the pandemic. So they're, you know, they're probably growing on so much that they need the tower.
1: Yeah. Well, and, 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 and uh, I was talking to another a colleague of both of ours um, yeah. who said he was getting Motorola type vibes. I don't think this is Motorola, um, which if folks, if you, you know, your, your, your local oh, yeah. history, um, Motorola was supposed to bring a plant to Goochland. Those, that plant is now soccer fields um, yeah, yeah. right along to 88. Right. Um I don't think that's happening because you already have some of the office space taken care of there and you've got some some construction. Yeah. Maybe you don't build everything, but you you know, you you will see you will see Amazon be in the yeah. Amazon be in the area. Yep, yeah. oh yeah. So, moving on from that, um Henrico wanted to highlight uh, this weird case from last year because it's at the 1-year anniversary today of this woman who is missing. Um her remains if she's dead herself, if she's alive has never been seen since March 3rd of 2022. This woman's name is Tracy Epps. and what makes this story weird is that police didn't realize she was missing when they went to notify her that her husband had been shot in this off uh, shot and killed in this officer involved with shooting in Fulton Hill. They couldn't find her and they, um, uh, took video from the scene, which they haven't told us what is in the video, but that led them to believe that she is missing. And so they are now um, continuing the search and they're trying to, to hope that, you know, at a year out, maybe someone saw something that will trigger um, some new information and help them find either her remains or her herself.
0: Right. Um, now, Remind me that they tried to inform this woman at her place of employment about her husband's death. That,
1: that's what it sounds like. I've heard I've heard um, I've heard a mixture of both residence and place of employment. They have video from that location and some and people that they talked to um, at that location um, to who said, hey, we haven't seen her in several days. So,
0: oh, OK, so that's the weird thing about it. When they went to inform her at either her residence or place of employment.
1: Yeah. She was already gone a few days.
0: Yeah. She's wow. So did they report her missing at that point?
1: No, because they didn't know that that disappearance was anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's fishy
0: or suspicious.
1: It isn't fishy until the police come calling for you. So exactly.
0: Or your husband's (laughs) dead.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because he had been shot by by a different police department in the city. So, yeah, I have seen reporting from elsewhere that that what was seen on the video led them to believe that she is no longer alive. Um, mm-hmm. there are certain people with crime insider sources. I'll just leave it at that, that um have better better police data than us. I asked um about the video they didn't Yeah, you know, they, they can't they were, say anything. They can't them. say anything because yeah. they don't want to jeopardize the investigation. Right, so, exactly.
0: And that's understandable.
1: Yeah, under, understandable completely. So mm-hmm. um moving on from that, um, we now had to UVA for our last two stories. One, uh, and you may remember a couple of weeks ago bunch of Governor Yunkin's appointees to various boards got, uh, you know, and and to cabinet positions uh, got shut down. We're talking about uh, the health commissioner, um, a member to the the Board of Education um, and uh, a member to the parole board. Well, one that survived just barely was UVA Board of Visitors uh, appointee, Bert Ellis. And um, he was controversial because the students didn't like him for a, a reported act he almost took. Um, in 2020, where he, he reportedly brought a razor blade to campus to try and cut down a, uh, for lack of better terms, blank UVA sign that was on the the lawn. For folks who know UVA, you, you know where I'm talking about. Um, yeah. And also, um, he was. Um, he, he, there's been reporting that he was involved in bringing a eugenics speaker to UVA when he was a student there in the 70s. And that is, of course, controversial, and there's been opposition to that as well. Well, since he survived, he then engaged in a, a series of texts with a, a couple of people um talking about uh you know whether or not he should fight the quote unquote numb nuts that are reporting on his controversy, and also mentioned that you know, basically he's ready to engage in a battle royale for the soul of the university.
0: Hmm.
1: Well, those texts ended up being reported on in the Cavalier Daily, which is the UVA paper, and the Washington Post. In the Washington Post, yeah. So, so UVA's uh, board had their first meeting since he was appointed today, and he apologized for those texts. Didn't apologize for the razor blade, didn't apologize for the uh, The other thing, I don't know if there have been earlier apologies or anything, many mention of anything along that line. I shouldn't say that, you know, he purposefully didn't apologize for those. He just apologized for the texts in in this case um, and said that he is prone to be emotional and to do things that he'd rather not see in The Washington Post.
0: So, yeah. And uh, it's also a reminder that uh, when you text somebody, um, especially a government official and you are a government official on a government, probably phone. Yeah then you're probably going to get found out what you say. Yes. He said,
1: he said, actually, as part of his apology, I've learned a lot about FOIA, which ah, is the yes. Freedom of Information Act, which is how yes. they got the texts. That's <laughs> how
0: you got it. And sometimes media organizations, if they have deep enough pockets will pay any amount of money to get that FOIA stuff.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, so anyways, that controversy uh, continues. He is on the board. He apologizes. Yeah. So we move on there from there. Also at UVA, UVA health gave their weekly infectious disease briefing, I should say. And the reason I say that is normally it's about COVID, but today they discussed avian flu. Um, what they're saying is don't necessarily be worried that it's going to spread to he- to humans. They are watching it. Um, it's not zero risk. There has been some movement to mammals, but they're not truly concerned. Um, it is what's causing all the problems with uh, with birds and with eggs especially it's yeah. why we're we're seeing egg, we're prices, seeing egg we're seeing prices so high yeah so but uh they're not they're not that worried so just just something to think about but not worry about
0: right it's it's um uh, avian flu has been an an occasional thing that uh, health officials have had us be on alert for
1: yeah it's it's far more an issue for turkeys and chickens than it is for 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 humans yeah. I mean it's called avian flu it's not called human flu right um, but, uh, you know, you do have to see jumps. Tw- uh, 2009, there was a jump to human swine flu. Yeah. Yeah. Swine flu. And there was an avian flu as well um, that jumped. Yeah. And um, and, it, you know, a lot of people ended up getting uh, getting sick. I think actually my daughter got that one, um, you know, yeah. and was out for a few days. It wasn't seriously sick, but it taxes the 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 health care system. So, yes. So anyway, so this has been the Friday evening edition of its news to us. For Jeff Stapleton, for his last time, Yeah, I'm News Director Matt Demline. We'll talk to you. Oh, sorry. I'll talk to
0: you <laughs> on Monday. With David on Monday. Yeah, I'll
1: talk to you with David on Monday. <laughs> See you later.
0: All-Star Closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time?